0: Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure. I'm James King, the Bankers Europe editor, and I'm joined by Amar Akhtar, chief executive of Yobota, a London-based fintech that has developed a cloud-based core banking platform to discuss some of the key digital transformation trends that have emerged as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Amar, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, James. Pleasure to be here. Now, as we've all seen, the, uh, the COVID 19 pandemic has accelerated some of the pre existing digital transformation trends that were already shaping the industry. Um, but today we're seeing more and more legacy financial institutions really turn to uh, third party service and, and technology providers to answer some of their digital transformation um, uh, or so address some of their digital, tra- digital transformation solutions. Um, to what extent are you seeing that? Pick up in pace and play out more aggressively in the market today. It's
1: an interesting time to be in the market
0: at the moment because,
1: on the one hand, we've got the sort of acceleration of um, digital services and the expectations around digital services because of COVID, um, and on the other, uh, on the other hand, we've got um, you know more sort of. Uh, more financial pressure on people who are making investment decisions into technology and into changes that are being run through, um, uh, you know, run through banks and lenders and, and established FIs. So there's a bit of um, there's a bit of a tension in that regard. I think um, what we do see is a lot more interest in terms of what's good looks like in the future and how to sort of um, converge with the future expectations around uh, that that consumers or small businesses will have. Um, and even you know with with that sort of tension in place it's still i don't think you you go a week or a fortnight really without some announcement coming out around um established companies made an investment or or uh, set up a partnership with with a new entrant i think just this morning uh the uh the, the mastercard Marquetta um uh, a deal was uh, was announced as well so i think that there is uh, there remains a healthy appetite it's just a case of how quickly some of this is going to move uh, just with uh, in, in, given the economic circumstances we're in.
0: Sure. And I guess also one of the interesting questions here is how some of these uh, legacy institutions really sort of pick and, en- pick and engage with, um, sort of say, smaller fintechs or, or, or smaller operators in terms of um, you know, bringing on board their services and technologies and so on. And how, what is your take on that in terms of how these institutions really choose um, who to partner with? Yeah, it's quite a... I think that's happening at two
1: levels, right? On the one hand, you have these um, kind of um, incubators and innovation hubs that, a lot, uh, you know, Barclays have theirs, um, RBS NatWest have uh, theirs and so forth. And I think that uh, that creates a good entry point um, and it cre- creates a good place where, um, you know, companies with good ideas and good products can go and get themselves set up, maybe get themselves on the radar, Um, to you know for for future success Um, on the other hand also i think a lot of uh, a lot of these companies are looking for new entrant partners new products for specific needs right because you know people think about banking and fintech and they think about perhaps payments and they think about um, you know new sort of mobile experiences or some you know uh, the ability to perhaps do different sorts of um, you know finance products in, in various ways but it's absolutely huge, right? Like there's uh, in in terms of a domain because there's also things like um, you know um, invoice tracking and receipt tracking and things like that for uh, for the SME market or the private you know um, private contractor business banking market and, and things like that. So the domain is just so big. I think a lot of it is almost driven by specific product roadmaps that um, uh, uh, that established businesses would established banks would have uh, within uh, uh, within their own plans. Um, and I think, based on those, the overall selection process, the tender process, um, would 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 be driven, um, you know, would be driven accordingly with um, probably quite a range of internal criteria that have to be met. Um, not just from a business standpoint, but legal and compliance, and risk management, and technology standards, and so forth. And I think those are things that um, uh, that small businesses. And new, you know, particularly startups and scale-ups, probably need more education around and more support around as they're engaging with with larger uh, with larger companies.
0: And as sort of this process of engagement picks up and as it matures over time, are you seeing the relationship between sort of established institutions and newer fintechs? Are you seeing this relationship evolve in terms of the two cultures coming together and and working together effectively? Is there any instances of organizational culture clash, for example, between sort of the more established banks, for example, and, and newer, more nimble, more fintechs?
1: I think there's lots of precedent for it working well now, um, because you know there's there's so many instances of this uh, of these sorts of um, uh, these sorts of deals happening or being in motion. Um, you know, personally, I'm not aware of exact you know uh, exact anecdotes or exact sort of case studies of where things have gone well or not. But the fact that so much more of this is happening, or that there's so much more of an appetite for it, suggests that um, th- that whole sort of um, cultural framework between a large established corporate with a brand to protect and, you know, compliance requirements and, you know, millions or billions on uh, of balance sheets to to manage versus you know a a younger company that's maybe only got half a dozen clients or um, you know just you know fifty employees as opposed to five thousand employees, something like that. And that's the you know that's it's it's having that sort of um having that sort of empathy at both levels that actually I'm I'm small. I'm trying to become big. I'm big, and I need the help of uh, of, uh, of the smaller company. Um, but equally, um, this is what the smaller company needs. It is what the bigger company needs. And I think that's uh, that's the process that everyone's uh, everyone's kind of going through in lots of ways. Because there's 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 enough um, there's enough information out there, and I think enough an appetite, um, as I said earlier, to 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 make this work.
0: And, and finally, just for an entity like Yobota, when you look at the current landscape today, the current market landscape and some of these trends we're talking about and perhaps the direction of travel of, of banks, uh, digital transformation plans and so on, what does that look like to you? Are you pretty encouraged by uh, the general prospects and outlook that you see ahead of you? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, we see a lot of opportunity um, here and it's um it's not just from our own perspective. You know, the market that we're in, in terms of core banking market, is actually a very active market. Um, there are, um, there's lots of vendors, there's lots of companies who are trying to um, uh, are trying to establish, or re-establish themselves, particularly with the general sort of turn in technology that's happened. Um, we're also seeing um, that sort of change in expectations from, um, you know, general consumers and businesses where. Uh, people are effectively, you know, wanting to be in a position where they get more flexibility for their banks. Uh, they want to be in, in positions where it's easier to renegotiate the deals they've uh they put in place. And you know, we've run surveys to sort of pull these sorts of uh, uh to, 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 to 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 sort of get the metrics on this. Um and because of that, I think there is going to be that need to just to just start moving to a technology model and an operating model where you can have the best of breed service for the thing that you're trying to sell to your customer. And so, if you need to have, um, if you need to have a super flexible loan system because you're you're trying to uh, go after a, a part of the market where flexibility is important, as opposed to you know sort of commodity pricing, you need a system that can do that. It's not necessarily the thing that you're going to be able to do in your sort of um, in in your main uh, you know in in your main core that's that's designed to do um you know fewer things or 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 more standard um more standard products so you know that that's one example there's there's plenty more that we've spoken about recently in 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 sort of other um uh, on other mediums but um i do think that that's um that there's that there's quite a lot of uh, room for growth there and and what we're you know, what we're seeing when we're speaking with uh with clients and prospective clients about where they want their businesses to go it's all about having that flexibility of choice around being able to quickly change their uh, their proposition to their end customers and being able to have tech, uh, technology partners who can essentially enable that and who can en- enable their own internal technology teams uh, to deliver results for the for customers without having to worry about sort of you know deeper call processing which um is um you know, just complex and difficult to do for a number of reasons
0: well Emma thank you for your time today and thank you James